Hello, game friends, and welcome to our first annual Holiday Havoc storyline. Hostage for the Holidays is a berserk, irreverent take on a holiday special. So if you're super invested in the winter holidays or don't feel that you have a good sense of humor about them, you might want to skip this one and catch us starting in the new year when we roll out our Ravenloft Tiny Terrors campaign. The version that you'll be hearing of Hostage for the Holidays here is our nice cut, where we've removed some of the coarser bits of conversation and content, as well as bleeped out most of the bad words. If you'd like to hear the full naughty cut, it's available for all tier members of our Patreon, which you can find at www.patreon.com forward slash realplaygamespod. As always, all specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the episode descriptions. We're using the Heroes Unlimited 2nd Edition system for Hostage for the Holidays, and you can find Heroes Unlimited, as well as the rest of Palladium's Megaverse role-playing game settings, at www.palladiumbooks.com or wherever fine RPG products are sold. Without any further ado, we ho-ho hope you enjoy the show. quiet for the duration of your night's vigil cool so we wake up i guess i'll get us some coffee do you drink coffee yeah i will like some coffee i go get us some coffee okay it's not too hard for you to go get coffee and breakfast type yeah yeah i get us some breakfasty foods i just pick a random sampling to see if he'd like it and bring some back for me she got grits she got biscuits (laughs) those famous mexican morning (laughs) foods No, I bring back chorizo and eggs, because that's everyone's favorite. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like chorizo and eggs? Right. As it gets around the time for you to leave Mm -hmm. for your flight, you realize one thing. You're still going to have to go through airport security. You know that you can walk your suit through a metal detector and not have anything happen, but you know if you put it through separate, like you have to do a piece of luggage, it's going to set something off, because you've got a lot of metal on your suit. I got a question. Like, could I borrow one of the little metal buttons that you have? Oh, sure. Here. So he can sense it. Mm-hmm. If I put it in my bag, can he sense it? He can. So he can tell that it's in there. He can tell that it's in there because it's still emitting a magnetic. Okay, cool. So it won't hide anything. It just hides them visually. Correct. But presumably not for like an x-ray machine. You don't know. But you can sense it. But when you look in the bag, you don't see it. Right. I hold out the bag to him. When I sense it. You sense it, but don't see it in there. My bag hides things, but not fully. So do you think if we put your suit in here, we could get it through security? Because even if they see something in it, we'll open it and they won't see anything. No, that's pretty smart. So I'm going to try something and I'm hoping that the ribbons. I give her thoughts and prayers. Put them in the bag. I want to see something. I'll put them in the bag. Okay. They, you put them in the bag. They disappear from your sight. Take them back Real out. Gun. Take them back out. Take them back out. You can see them again. Okay. You can um, still but, uh, sense, because they're also magnetized, you've actually magnetized them so they stick onto your holster easier, but you can sense them when they're in there, but you can't see them. 
I'm going to give you my guns, my radioactive bullets, my regular bullets, my throwing knives. Okay, we'll try it. If not, I'm just going to be like, check my bag. (laughs) Where are all these guns you speak of? Let me go in front of you so I trigger the issue. Okay. Well, you won't trigger anything. Do Mexican airports have the same level of security that American? You have airports? a point. The TSA does not exist in Mexico. <laughs> so, like, will security see, be scanning that, all that, that stuff? I mean, worst comes to worst. Can I see your bag real quick? Yeah. How big is the bag? Bag's big enough. You could probably like pull it over your head and top part oh, of your torso. That's cool. So I flex myself in. I say, start shimmying it down. I want to see if I can fit in your bag. You cannot. Nope. Ah. <laughs> it just looks real awkward <laughs> as you pull a bag over yourself. I have a second question. Uh, do you have internet access in your brain? No, that's the problem. I can disrupt. No, you can pick up Wi-Fi signals. I can pick up Wi-Fi? You can, you can hijack oh, a Wi-Fi yeah. signal. Before hmm. you broke my phone, I saw that I was trending. You How recognizable am I? Um, Right now, I do a search in, Mexi- in Mexican Google. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a computer operations role to see if you can mentally manipulate the advanced cellular unit that you have mounted inside of your helmet to make that search effectively. 72. And what's your score? 95. Yeah, so you don't have any problem getting onto the web. She has exploded. Not big so much on South American or Central American social media slash news, but the United States is in a tizzy over this girl right now. Is this big enough that, like, me going through airport security might be an issue? You're not entirely certain, but it seems like it might be a little risky. So, besides getting big and small, anything else you can do? Not airport-related. No, because I was this is just shaving your head, but I was going to hope it would grow back. We need to make you nondescript. I can dye my hair brown. I can take it back to its natural color. I don't need to be bald. I think bald people, like a bald woman looking like me, I think that might be a little bit more attention-getting. I can it's... just be a normal girl with dark hair. All right. And that'll well, help me oh, fit in here. Give me a perception roll, by the way. Real good. 78 okay you notice nothing important if anybody comes to this town they're gonna be like yeah she was here with some guy who always wore a mask (laughs) she seemed afraid a lot (laughs) is there a place nearby i could get hair dye yes yeah we'll assume that you got some hair dye and managed to dye your hair overnight yeah i dyed it black maybe i should get some fake spray tan and make my skin not the same actually i need you to apply the spray tan horribly not perfectly i want you to look like a tourist okay I'm going to have you roll some percentile dice. For my bad spray tan? Just roll the percentile <laughs> dice for me, please. She fails all of them. It's perfect. I look like I just came back from an amazing vacation. People yeah. notice because they want to know where I was. They, they, they have all the questions. 86. Yeah. Girl, you look a little sloppy. Your dye job isn't the best because he has to help you with it. And he's not good at waiting for things. Mm-mm. Wait till I get the Vaseline on before you stop. You're yeah. Like, oh Could you imagine? Don't don't say like that. Could you imagine if people next door is like, what? Go getting it on my face. It's just, in my eyes. It burns. Damn it, just it hold burns. still. You I don't even what? want to be here. You look like a disheveled woman. I cry and leave little trails through my spray tan. Oh, you gotta get to the airport. I can yeah. explain that. I can't explain her looking like the people that are hunting for it. So are you going to shrink down and run to the airport? Yeah. Okay, well, it takes you about three minutes to get there. It's not a far trip at all. 
I'm not going to do it, but I just have a question. If I was to run through the airport, through boarding, right onto the plane, into our seats. I think they'd notice. They'd notice <laughs> that, but they might not notice it if you just ran through security. You made me ugly, and now you are just not even going to need it. I mean, um, I know we're going to be on a plane with a bunch of other people, so it's still required. Yeah. But she is so upset. How about this? I need you to give me she a perception worked, roll too, please. She worked yeah. so hard on her appearance to have like the right aesthetic this? and the right haircut and the right. She pins her hair. Do you know how long it takes to get her hair into a nice fifties housewife style? Fifty three. You'd actually notice something what? different about the dye job that the two of you pulled off. One streak of your hair in the very back, underneath, like a layer of hair, is a snowy gray color. How did you make my hair white? It's black hair dye. What did you? Okay, well, listen, Santana, I am worth a good amount of money. Should we make it to where we're going? I'm going to pay you a million dollars to forget I ever touched a box of hair dye. Just suffer through it. I'll make you a millionaire. And you can tooch all you want about your dolls in a new place or whatever you Okay, but like you're probably selling me to some weird person. Yo, hey, 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 hey. I don't do slavery, man. You're I don't do slavery. getting paid money to haul me places so that yes. you can then wash your hands and walk away. And maybe they want my organs. Maybe there's some more weird people like that vampire that want my very special blood or whatever. And right. you're just gonna tootle off. And you know what? I hope, I hope it's a weird sex thing and they refuse me because I'm ugly now. And I start crying and I shrink. I put her in my pocket and like <laughs> I think I'd want one in there. <laughs> yeah, we're like the world's most dysfunctional couple. I'm so glad we didn't try cutting my hair. Oh, God. That's all I'm going to say is, oh, God. For all the tension that went into the preparation that you two did to get her out of the country safely, at the end of the day, or well, rather, I should say, right, there's the no morning, security. They're just like, no, they have security protocols, but you find that you're easily able to just run because of the superstructure yeah. in the building up <laughs> the interior of the building through oh. and over security and then through the rest of the airport and drop down in a fast enough time frame that people don't even know you're coming through. You go through no layers of security <sighs> because you're just too damn fast. And you find the area where I'm you're supposed so to sit sorry. at. I come out. My face is all splotchy because I've been crying and like wiping it. It's been wiping away and swearing. I, I thought of something. See, your hair was red. It dyed black. At no point was your hair white. <laughs> I don't know if I did that. You spent the last like three minutes trying to figure out how it is your fault. <laughs> All things considered. There's a lot of weird stuff happening right now, and I'm just again. I don't even look like myself now. You look pretty. You you be I. You can't even look at me when you say that. No, you're like six inches tall. Of course, I'm looking at like the whole thing right there. It's okay. <laughs> He's like holding me to his shoulder. Like it's baby. okay. Yep, just patting your back. <laughs> it's okay. One little finger. <laughs> Oh, wait. Okay, I'm yeah. fine. I'm fine. Mary Jesus, I trust you, so it's fine. I wonder I get to be big again. Probably now. 
Yeah, I mean, you could just go into the bathroom or... Yeah, I, I, I let her down softly into the women's bathroom. Like, don't want to me to stall. So, a couple of people noticed you, the large black man, bending down and doing something in front of the women's bathroom and give you kind of dirty looks, but they don't see her six-inch frame scamper oh, away. What do they, they look like? Um, they're just regular people. They're uh, not being overtly racist. They just uh, think it's weird that they're <laughs> looking into the bathroom and, like, kneeling down on the ground. <laughs> I get, gently. I give him that drunk um, Mickey Mouse look from that main. Mm. <laughs> I think you unnerve him a little more at that point. Good. And you manage to change back once you're inside of a stall. I do what I can to salvage my appearance in the mirror. And then I come out. I'm feeling a little bit better. Having the good cry probably got a lot of the tension from nearly uh-huh. dying so many times. Having so many people wanting to kill me for reasons that I don't understand. Uh-huh. It's fine. Okay, yeah. I'm pacing back and forth. Does she walk out? Yeah. Uh, 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 panic mode. Hey, Mamacita, <laughs> you looking mighty fine. Oh my God. You know what? Where did that come from? I really feel bad. She looks ugly now. <laughs> that was not the answer. So use that line? <laughs> She sniffles. I know. She gives you a, a smile. She tries to smile because she knows that this is this is coming from a, a good place. She tries not to cry because she also knows that she must look worse than even she believes because otherwise she would have just ignored it. Yeah. And now everyone knows that he probably was waiting outside because I look awful and I've obviously been crying about how awful I look. And I just keep like touching my hair. People think you're just a couple that's having a really terrible time at the airport or something. <laughs> oh. But you managed to get boarded. You actually have first class tickets, which makes it pretty nice. Wow. Yeah. You guy flight. got you first class? Of course he does. After takeoff and everything, you're they're of course doing a dinner service for you. The total flight time when because you're not getting on a different plane, you're just taking this plane to Mexico City, dropping some people off, picking up others, and then heading to Zurich from there. So I'm assuming that I have like the window seat so that you're between me and everybody else. Yeah, you're at the window. That's a smart idea. Do I see anybody that's super scary to me? Like, like the vampires had the big red X's. No, most everybody on this flight seems to be a pretty decent person. Like some some people have really faint red X's. Maybe they're just not the nicest people, but it's not. Are you wearing a mask? Is this a COVID world? There's people with face masks on. Most of them are doing it to be polite. It's actually pretty dull for you folks waiting to get on your plane, getting onto the plane to Mexico City, doing the wait that you have to do on your layover whilst in Mexico City, which is about another two and a half hours, and then finally boarding the plane to Zurich. Nothing goes wrong vis-a-vis security. You both make it through just fine. And your first class accommodations are actually pretty nice. It'd be more fun if I was a redhead. It'd be more fun if I thought ahead. There's other people in first class that might recognize me, so it's probably better. I look like a mess. Midway into your 18 and a half hour flight from Mexico City to Zurich, you feel that familiar buzzing in the back of your head. I am on a plane. (laughs) I'm sorry, pal. I I scrubbed all my information and somehow somebody still got a tag on me. Left or right? What? Which kneecap am I blowing the out left or right? As he starts saying something, you hear a loud banging sound in the background. Oh, God. And he says, buddy, look, you got to be really careful because they're coming after me right now. And you hear a crashing sound. And then it's nose up. And you hear blam, 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 blam. And the line goes dead. 
Peanut? Please. Yeah, I pour some peanuts in his hand. Was that a bad call? Yeah. I won't tell you about the call until we get to where we're supposed to be at, but um, things have changed. She eats some peanuts and is like watching him, but this doesn't seem good, but there's not much she can do. She's sitting on a plane. I was only told to go to Zurich, not who I'm meeting up, not where to drop her off. None of this. This is going to be fun. And as you're feeling sad about the fact that your info guide just probably got you based yeah. off of the information yeah, that you, you have. Do you want me to get back down the lady for a drink? Yeah, I need a double on my coke. I push the button for the flight attendant and get him a drink. Okay, it takes her a couple of minutes to go get a double rum and coke. And by the time she's coming back with it, you hear a voice over the intercom on the plane. Why, hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you'll direct your attention to the left of the plane, you should be seeing a military-style jet pulling up parallel to your jet in a couple of minutes. If you follow everything that the nice people have to say to you, and make sure to deposit all of your valuables into their secure transportation devices that they're carrying, as well as surrender railgun and Santana to us. Nobody on this flight has to die. Toodles. I look at railgun. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> Do I need to? No, you would not know this information. Twenty-eight. This woman's voice is familiar to you. You did a job once that went really south. It was in South Africa. And you were nicking a whole bunch of diamonds from De Beers. Oh, the woman that hired you goes by the name Motherboard. She is reputed to be one of the best hackers in the world. You know, at least based off of what you've been told, that she lives in a place called Century Station, which is in Texas. If she knows where you are, other people now know where you are. And indeed, as you see out of the left-hand side window of the plane, there is a black military jet pulling up parallel to the jet that you folks are in, and it's extending some kind of gangplank from it. It almost looks like they would use the refuel, but it's coming horizontally instead of vertically. And it looks like they're going to try and connect it to one of the exits on the plane. What are you going to do, Railgun? Yeah, that's what Santana's wondering, too, because she's looking at you like, you got the answers. All right, well, I'm no longer your transport. Wait, what? Just let me finish. I'm no longer your transport. Wherever I was supposed to take you, where I was supposed to bring you to, that's out the window. They killed my guy, and I am pretty sure they're going to take down this entire airplane to either get to you or kill me. A little bit of both. Second, person that was on that mic, I've worked with them before. Things went south. They have a personal vendetta against me. Work with me, and I'll get you out of here alive. It's not so much dropping you off as making sure that you can get somewhere not like floating across the ocean and can live out your life. It's going to get back. Do you have that bag? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just start taking out my guns. You're going to just pop your outfit I'm gonna start on taking and everything? Stuff yeah. And get handing it over to them. Yeah. Well, it takes you, again, two actions, which is approximately five seconds for you to hop into your outfit and get fully <laughs> equipped. As you see this plane coming closer and closer, you can definitely see there's a big magnetic seal that clamps onto the side of the plane. You're not certain at first, but you can see through one of the porthole windows that it's shaking a little bit. And then you realize, based on the amount of metal that you can sense, that there's people coming across through this. Can you just knock out the ramp with your metal powers? I could risk tearing off the door and decompress this plane and kill everybody. And as you're saying that, there's a loud banging noise. The door to the plane that they had connected the magnetic clamp to explodes inwards. And there's a big sucking rush of air. But you realize the walkway that they had connected to the plane must also be pressurized. 
So it appears that the two cabin pressures from both of the planes have now equalized. So everybody's ocean, ears right? pop painfully. We're over the ocean? Correct. So they're killing everyone on this plane. Because yeah. when they disconnect, the door's gone. Yeah, they're already lost calls. I'm actually going to agree with you. That that makes sense. They're already dead. There are already no survivors. Continue flying across the ocean the whole way with the door open. And right? yeah, it's awful crazy that somebody doesn't have metal powers that could probably do something to fix that. Yeah, well, I don't. So uh, I'm just like horrified because yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, and their plan uh, is to take us or kill him and take me, which means they 100% plan on killing everybody on board by leaving them in a plane with a hole in it over the ocean. All right. So you bust open the door. And you see a bunch of black clad figures behind it. These are archetypal looking ninjas. Do they have red X's? Oh yeah, they all do. They're all scum babies. Of course, you're ready for them. No one's surprised at this point. I think I'm going to drop down to the ground before, like as they're blowing things up. And I think I'm going to shrink. I'm going to stay small and underneath the seats. I'm going to walk over to them. So I'm assuming... Where the door is blown, that's the bridge. They have me at the bridge. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to twist the part of the bridge to seal it. So essentially like a straw, I'm going to turn it so it pops. So one in seal one way and one in seal the other. But that part snapped off. Okay, we're going to roll initiative at this point. Yeah. Because you're getting fancy with a bunch of ninja babies. Yeah, I, I had... Um, Once again, I am tiny and crawling around on the ground. Less spiders this time. Oh, wow. That's another solid four on my initiative roll. They are a little faster than that. Uh, nine plus six. It's so you have a 15. 15. You need initiative tiny one. Oh, yeah. Whittle biddle, it's time for your initiative roll. 17, or sorry, 16, because I get no bonus. Oh, you go before me. Yeah, you do. Whoa. You, you're first. So I'm on the floor. Yeah. You are now small enough that you can climb under the seats. Where are we as far as like how many seats are ahead and behind us? There's only two seats ahead of you because you're in first class. There's not necessarily that many rows of seats in first class and you're up more towards the front of the plane. And are all the seats taken? No. There are three empty seats in first class. Are they behind me in front of me? One is behind you and diagonally to the right because you're in the window seat. But there are people in all the seats behind us. There's a person in the seat directly behind you, but not kitty corner to you behind you. I want to crawl outwards so that I'm underneath the aisle seat. Okay. So I'm just going to stay down there and hide because that's where people, that's where you put, put your, your luggage your and, stuff and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to hide amongst the luggage, but try and be able to like peek out a little bit so I can see at least the legs of people going by. Okay. Um, but I will choose hiding over being able to see something myself. Okay. Railgun. Now you're going to do the twist. Yeah. Give me a percentile roll. We'll see how well you twist this summer. What do you say? It takes a lot of your focus, but you manage to wrench a portion of the section shut completely so that it severs it into two parts. It wobbles a little bit, and you've cut about half of the ninja that were actually on the other plane off. You realize this area is a little unstable with the weight of them in there now because it was designed to be one long suspension piece instead. And at this point, the ninja in front of you starts swinging their blades at you. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. But at this point, you've got them in a bottleneck, so only two can fight at one time. Oof. Oof. Okay, so give me a dodge against a 24 and a 4. Oh, no. Or uh, you have your blades on your arms, so you can actually parry their attacks instead if you want to try and do that. Is parrying better? He's got a better parrying score than he's got a oh, okay. automatic yeah, dodge. Yeah, I'm going to parry. 13 plus 8 is... 21. So you don't manage to block the first blade, it catches you. And then 17. 
you do manage to block the second blade, however. All right. So you take 12 points of damage as he cuts a big, long gouge down your arm. That's you, fine. I was expected. Did you recover any of that back overnight? Oh, he healed yeah. completely. Fully? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my regenerative ability. Thank goodness you have that. Yeah, he healed 18 <laughs> SDC slash hit points an hour. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's sick. You're so sick. It's Santana. I am staying hidden and just watching what's happening. I guess the next part, which is that a sound where there's two wings and then this piece of a bridge sticking out. Correct. Yeah. And the plane's flying a little wonky because of it. So we're going to do the old hasty move. So I want to move the metal that's there. I want to just move it down to cover the hole and drop the rest off into the ocean so it seals it off. Give me an attack roll on that one. Yeah. I wish I could give you luck or something. An 11 is straight attack, so... Uh, it would be plus two. So... 13 13. total. Yeah. Make sure you feel any better. I can actually move 1.3 tons. Nice. Okay. That's the last roll, is the one. Okay. Three of the ninja do not manage to make it out of the tube (laughs) in time. The two two right in the front press their way into the aircraft itself (laughs) as you pull a sheet of metal down. And you just see this big half of a metal tube drop free away from the plane and start flying backwards. <laughs> you swear that you hear, ah! So how are the other passengers handling this? They're freaking out. Are they? Oh, people, everybody as pushed far away from this as possible. People are scrabbling over seats to get away. Those two ninja are going to swing at you again because they're feeling pretty desperate now. This is <laughs> The plane starts turning. You're pretty certain you guys are diverting from your friggin' course at this point. Ooh, you gotta beat a 24 and a 10. Are you trying to parry? Yeah. Oh, that was not good. It's this same guy catches you in the same part of your arm again. You and then I get the other guy, I'm like, yeah, get the f- out of here. Yeah, you it's pretty much you and that one guy <laughs> fighting each other. His friend is just there kind of distracting you enough that his other buddy keeps getting hits in. Yo, it's so horrible. Because it's f- true. Like, seriously, my roles have been f- for the first one. And the yeah. other one, I'm great. He cuts you across higher on the arm this time because he manages to raise the blade up at the last moment. And it's another painful cut. You know that if you keep leading with this arm yeah. to block, you're going to be in trouble soon. Do you take 10 more points of damage from that? God are people damn. in first class looking at what's happening? Oh, a couple of them are like, they looks like they're filming this, which again, it will just look like two ninjas freaking out around on the yeah. inside of a plane because nobody can see Railgun on a cell phone. Yeah. Nobody seems to be looking down. No. I'm going to start making my way further back, but staying hidden amongst people's undersea area. Yeah. As you're kind of scuttling down under the seats, you occasionally catch a glimpse of his bright green boots, as well as black, like, Tabby-style shoes on the How ninja. How many ninjas are in here? Only two. Oh, okay. Cool. One thing you do catch sight of, though, as you were, you're looking diagonally up and through one of the porthole windows on the side opposite you, it looks like someone leaps off of the other plane. Railgun. Yeah. Where you at? So the one that keeps on hitting me, I am going to use my knife. Now you can fling those blades yeah. too. And you can throw up to four at a time. Yeah, I'm going to throw all four at the one ninja. The one that's been stabbed? Yeah, yes. Okay. He deserves this. Seven, that's 25. He tried. He tried to get out of the way. 
So that's 8d6 points of damage. 36. You damn near peg him to the sealed up (laughs) portion of the plane. Those those blades enter his chest and you can hear crunching sounds. He's not dead, but this guy is hurt. This did not feel great for him at all. You caught him slipping. You see, though, a second after you do that, a blade penetrate through that section that you sealed up on the plane. Yeah. And then you see somebody, it looks like they've got their, they stick one of their hands in and start pulling. And immediately there's a vacuum effect on the plane as stuff oh, Jesus. getting sucked around. It's the ninja's turn. Okay. They're a little unstable because yeah. it's starting to suck backwards. Railgun, you only have to beat a 18 and a 11 now. I got a 10. Plus the 8 will be 18. We both have 18. Who yeah. wins that one? Defender wins. Okay. Pass. So you're using your other gauntlet to yeah. lock on that one at that point. And then 20... That other guy just yeah. doesn't have the sauce. <laughs> He's just outmatched for you guys. This figure pulls the breach open further, slips her body inside, and then presses it as closed as possible. There's still air getting sucked out. You realize this cabin's going to depressurize in maybe two, three minutes. Oh, she's The oxygen bags have dropped on the floor. Santana. You know how depressurization in a cabin's bad for normal-sized people? Whee! <laughs> Woo! Except I am tangled up in the understuff. Yeah, so you're holding on for dear life at this point on the understuff. If it takes long enough, we're going to start making checks to see. <laughs> so he's in the aisle. Mm-hmm. There's two ninjas in the aisle. Yeah, one is close to getting sucked into the door because he's staggered back against it. Correct. But she didn't seal it. She sealed it closed enough that it's not going to suck them out of it, but it's a very powerful wind coming out of there. Okay. And one of the things you notice immediately, Railgun, this woman is fast. She draws a blade so quick that you have trouble following it. And you see the blade that she unsheathes is immaculate looking. It looks like one of the nicest katana that you've ever seen in your life. And then you see it really quickly because she swings it directly at you. Need to beat a 27. Oh, no, I ain't beat that. That sounds painful. You take another 20 points of damage as you try and block with your other Vambrace, and she slashes three of the blades off of it into your arm. Is that sword made out of metal? It is. Yeah, and you can see she's got like a white knuckled grip on it. Can I see who was on the intercom? You cannot. Based off of what you're aware of with what he was saying, she quite possibly wasn't even on the plane. Yeah. And I can see her. The ninja woman? Yeah. Yeah. Can I levitate her? You can. I want to. Try. All of a sudden, Railgun, you watch as the woman that just slashed the living piss out of you mm. starts lifting up off of the ground about two feet into the air and smacks her head near where the top part is around where she's at. And she looks a little disconcerted, like she's definitely doesn't have full control over her movements right now. Is she in front of me or the door? That she's in front of you, and she's between you and the door that's still leaking air. Okay. Be safe. Open up the actual door to suck us both <laughs> out, and then we seal it as I'm free falling. I need you to give me a percentile roll, please. Yeah. 46. Okay, as you part it, like the red seas, the door rips open. Unfortunately, one of the seats on the plane gets taken out. However, it was empty. Okay, so no one got sucked out. 
as it's sucked out, it strikes her in the chest because she's levitating, and you see her just go pinballing out into the sky. The yeah. other two ninja are also sucked out of the plane and also start free-falling. You see on the backs of them, it looks like they're wearing shoots, so they may have prepared for this. As you are getting sucked out and reseal it, you realize, oh yeah, I can adhere to substances magnetically, <laughs> and your foot catches on the outside of the plane, and you're just whipping back in the wind right now. So it's peaceful inside the cabin again. <laughs> in a sense, yes. I'm going to crawl my way back to my seat, and then I'm going to regrow, and then I'm going to sit in my seat, and I'm going to clutch my bag to my chest, and I guess I'm just going to wait, because as far as I know, Railgun's dead. I'm going to. Yeah, you can't see where he is. I'm going to a country I don't know, looking for people I don't know, and running from people I don't know who very much want me. So I just sit and hold my bag and maybe rock a little. Railgun. Yes. It is a terrible nine hours. Oh my god! You manage to get behind a, like yeah. a portion of the wing where you're not going to affect the slipstream. Oh, good. And you're just sitting there. You can barely breathe because of a the altitude and b the speed. You know what it's like to be me when you're carrying me. You're hey, like You spend oh. nine hours on the verge of blacking out, but your healing factor keeps helping you recover to the point helping where helping or torturing. Well, well, look at this way. Hold on. Except for anybody that didn't make it that I didn't know of, I saved everybody on that, that that plane. I was really more concerned about you being alive. I really, no offense, just had no confidence we'd have lived if they didn't get off the plane. No, that was a good idea to get off. <laughs> yeah, I had no confidence. If they took us, they were going to kill all these people. Oh, they yeah, saved easily. so many lives. That nun in the back <laughs> nursing a baby. So as the plane finally touches down, it is escorted in to Zurich by several Swiss fighter jets. Do they know They do. (laughs) They see him clinging desperately to the side via magnetic hours. After 12 metahuman people broke into the plane, they see him. That might be very disconcerting for them because they could see it if they looked out, but they wouldn't be able to see it through like the cameras that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, they'd only be able to visually identify him. So, yeah, it, it, at a point, they probably wouldn't notice you. Oh, my God. I need to get out of here because, yeah. I, um, although I'm not top five, I'm still in the top eight. As we you land, go. you finally taste the sweet, sweet <laughs> breaths of full oxygen in your lungs. <gasps> your face is partially blue for the next probably 20 minutes or so because you're recovering from. I've just been the whole flight being like, no, I didn't know him. No, I don't know why he jumped out of the plane. No, I didn't know him. I yeah, and you can see as the plane is pulling into the airport, there are so many <laughs> cops. You know that this is like an international incident. Uh, but you also know she's still on the plane. You're both alive. How are you going to get her off of the airplane as you touch tires down um, in the Zurich airport? Would I have well, gotten easy. a chance to get PPE back? Yeah, you would have recovered enough PPE without even having to sleep. I mean, you were still... Nine hours out. It was an 18-hour flight. I think she's depressed enough she would have slept a while. As the police, or the Swiss equivalent of the police, start storming the airplane, Railgun, you realize it's finally safe to detach yourself from it. Your limbs are very numb. You have healed from all of your physical injuries sustained inside of the fight because it's been nine hours for you to heal up. But you feel like... She's going to try and blend in with the other first-class people in her thrift store clothing. Going to make this really easy on me. Going to run up into the plane to get to her. First of all, she's going to hug you 
and she's oh, gonna cry wait. a little. Hold on, I don't need you to shrink. I'm gonna pick her up and then go right the f- back out. Are you just gonna use the same door you had been opening and closing during the flight? Might as well. Okay. <laughs> You, and once your feet touch ground, you just raise both of your hands and rip the metal door open and run up the side of the plane and into it. She's like, you're alive! Hugs him. And pew! (laughs) As you are booking it as fast as possible, and you see flying in the air, somebody headed towards the airplane that looks a lot like a superhero, but you're just taking off. This. You feel buzzing in the back of your head. Oh, you're alive. It's just a message. It's not even a voice message. It's just a text message. It says, head to the Prime Tower. Wait two hours in the event area on the 35th floor. Then enter the elevator. As we're going through the Prime Tower, a couple of things. Are your clothes okay? Yep. Okay, good. I know this takes a lot out of you, but I need you to get small because I need need time. Okay. She's just so happy you're alive. She's thrilled. When she shrinks again. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to put her in her spot to run. If they're assuming by that message, it takes X amount of bursts. If I go in one shot, it buys me a little bit of time. I really want to survey the area real quick before I go up there to wait. Okay. You see the Prime Tower, also known as the Mog Tower, (coughs) is the largest tower in Zurich, the city of Zurich in Switzerland. It is pretty freaking big. Not nearly as big as a U.S. skyscraper in the bigger cities, but it's still pretty nice, especially given the relatively low skyline that Zurich has overall. Tell us more. Explain Zurich in more detail, please. I haven't been there. Could you paint a, a mental landscape yeah, for we're, me? Because we're, we're, we're tapping a DM for like a mental landscape. Yeah, I want to know like architecture details and what kind of colors and scents. You know, I think, I think you've enra- either you enraged him or he's using gaggle. We're going to get a essay now. He's like, you want a landscape. And in closing, that was two hours to read all that. What? First of all, you know it's the largest city in Switzerland. I the don't. capital of the canon of Zurich. I'm like looking at a pamphlet. It's you know? North Central Zurich. And it's very picturesque. It's got beautiful waterfronts. Lovely houses. Oh, it looks mountains off in the distance. So when you imagine like pretty fairy tale country cottages and things like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous city. Oh yeah. Santana immediately wishes that she lived in Zurich. She feels like maybe if she lived here, this all wouldn't have happened. Because this doesn't look like the kind of place where that kind of thing would happen. And as you're looking outside, you see there's a fair amount of armed security in this building. But nothing that looks necessarily out of the ordinary. Am I getting my hallucinations from that direction? You would have to peer out of his pocket. Can I? You can. And you peer out of his little belt, his little belt pouch. You (laughs) see her pop her little head out and start goggling around. Most of the people outside that are on guard patrol are pretty good. And the ones that aren't really good, their axes aren't really big and bright. But I don't see anything bad like up the building. No. And you also notice something else interesting. There's a weird blurring to the color on Railgun's single red stripe now. I go back into the pocket. I whisper down to my belt. Hey, look, I'm going to get into normal clothes. Are there any shops around the tower? We're going to say, sure. I don't know the exact area that great, but Can yeah. I'm the, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to take her out. I'm going to use a second to Lily, run into a clothing store, pick out clothing, change into the clothing, put the clothing into my suit into a case, and then go back out, except for the belt. The whole trip on that takes you about a minute and a half. You're like, oh, and you disappear in a blur. 
Am I just sitting outside? Or yeah, you're sitting outside. Like, what happened? <laughs> when he comes back, like it wouldn't even be enough time for you to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> He's fully dressed in normal people clothes and carrying a tote bag with him. Okay. I pick her up. And I put her in my actual. Oh, pocket. you were still six inches. Yeah. Yeah, I. Okay. I, I bet so you're just like hanging you... out on like a fence. <laughs> yeah, he just set you down like under a bench. <laughs> I like wave at a kid, but the parents don't believe. Like I go back in the bushes. You come back and scoop her back up and tuck her back into your belt pouch, which I assume you've got like a long shirt over. Yeah. All right, and indiscreetly trying to talk to her, like, "Hey, look, the tower, the guards, the height, the elevator going up." They're actually cutting off ways for me to deal. This might get hairy. What I'm going to need you to do is, in these two hours, you explain to me how you had that woman go up in the air out of nowhere. Well, if I want somebody to go up in the air, they do. How fast can you launch them? Not that fast. And only about like 60 feet or so. I may need you to focus on your ability later in this situation. It might be helpful. The people that have been after us so far have been really bad people. I don't think there's any real bad people around right now. So you head inside? Yes. Get big now. Don't worry about getting smaller shit. You can come up with me in the elevator at your normal size. Okay. So when you get up to the 35th floor, you can see there's a restaurant and also what looks like a bar area. And in between the two of those is where the event area is. And when you ask for it, fortunately, the person that you ask speaks English in addition to Swiss German. Oh, you mean like in most other nations? Are they Correct. Yeah, where they, where they actually care about people being able to know how to communicate yeah. with people. Correct. Yeah. And they lead you to what looks like a private event room that's overlooking the rest of the city of Zurich, as well as the bar and the restaurant. Beautiful, gorgeous look over the skyline. It's marvelous. You could sit there and watch it for hours. But eventually, you get another buzzing in the back of your head, and it says, it is time. Two whole hours passed without incident. You didn't get attacked by anybody. I know. It's pretty awesome. I think I would have just been, like, looking out the window the whole time, because it's pretty. So we need to just get in the elevator? Yes. There's almost a little bit of a sparkle to the flooring as you get in. And as the two of you are standing in there small mystical symbols start to radiate like ripples from the center of the elevator and a hole opens up just right in the flooring and the two of you start to drop. Oh God, fast? No, not fast. It's actually fairly pleasant. It's falling, but it's at a rate where you know, like if you were to land on something, you wouldn't die or anything. Still a little freaked out. I think she would probably grab your arm or something, like try and grab you somewhere where like she wouldn't stop you if you were trying to fight. But also, so if she starts falling, maybe you could help her not fall to her death because we're potentially in a shop that has like metal in it. And you can feel the whole superstructure all around you is metallic. But weirdly, as you're going down further and further, you're feeling more and more metals surrounding you. And at a certain point, where it's normally like building frame, it turns into building frame plus rock. And then you fall further still. This hole feels like it's infinite. It feels like you're being both swallowed up by the earth until you land in a very bowl-like chamber. You don't know how many thousands of feet you must have fallen. All around you in the ceiling of this chamber, around the narrow tube that dropped you in here, are glittering gemstones. Some of them the size of your torso. All shapes and sizes, each pulsating with a slow inner light inside of them. It's beautiful. 
And you can see roughly hewn, it looks almost like a circular seating area, like a big dais with a bunch of chairs on it. And from out of a corner of the room, you see it looks like the wall itself just opens up and a number of squat little figures start stumping out of the wall. She's going to step behind real then. Each one of them looks maybe three feet tall. Oh, wait, do they have X's? They do not. They do not read as anything. Are, are, are they busting out into song? They are not. She's, okay, yeah, she's going to step behind Railgun a little. Yeah, but each one appears to have been hewn out of a different type of gemstone. One looks like a giant walking ruby. Oh, they're beautiful. Another one looks like a diamond, an emerald, amethyst. And pearl? No, not pearl. Pearls okay. aren't gemstones. <laughs> Pearls are nacreous excretions. <laughs> Okay, she steps a little further out because they're really pretty. Yeah, and they all, they're very silent except for their plodding little footsteps. And they all get gathered in what look like the individual seats around this big circle. Are we in the circle? You are in the center of the circle, correct. Oh, God. And as they look down on you, the one that appears to be made out of diamond leans forwards a little bit in its seat and goes, We are the gnomes of Zurich. Megaverse is copyright and registered trademark owned by Palladium Books. Heroes Unlimited, Triax, and Triax Industries are trademarks of Palladium Books Incorporated and Kevin Symbaida, used with permission. If you want to know more about Heroes Unlimited, RPG, or Palladium's host of other amazing role-playing games, you can find them all at www.palladiumbooks.com or wherever fine RPG products are sold. Our theme song, Silent Night, Unholy Night, was composed by the incredibly talented Alexander Nakarada and is used under an extended license that includes sync licensing. You can find this tune and all of his amazing compositions at www.serpentsoundstudios.com. If you'd like to get in touch with the podcast, you can always email us at realplaygamespodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at realplaypod. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash RealPlayGamesPod and get early and exclusive content in exchange for helping us buy a cheeseburger occasionally. From PJ, Harm, Ames, Obi, Rue, and GM John, we hope that no matter the reason, your holidays are cheerful and bright.